he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Volatify, the one and only podcast about event, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bellotta, and I'm here as I am every week, saying the same thing that I say every week with my good friend, Alex Epostolidis. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling today? We had such a weekend. Yes, yes. yes um, and I just have to tell everybody how adorable you looked at the Homestar Gala. Oh, really? you look so adorable. Everything was in my closet. You yep. and Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, myself as well, but yes. I, I just be Arthur because I, yes. I was unable to pull the original outfit together in time. Even though it was in my closet, but couldn't quite get it together. Well, you know, I had the, I was lucky that everything just sort of came to mind because I was in a similar situation. I gave myself an hour to get ready, and I um, just hoped that I did have stuff that I thought I had. Um, so, for listeners, we did a, a fundraising event for Home Start. Uh, those of you who listen to us know that that is. Uh, that is our cause of choice, and Homestart is a local organization here in San Diego that uh, helps to uh, end, it is our mission to end child abuse. It's our vision that every child should live in a safe and nurturing environment. And we had our fundraising event on Saturday, and uh, we're 50 years old, started in 1972, so we did a throwback event, and uh, it was 1972 all over again. It was fun. People got into yeah, it. it. You know, I, I have to say, I, I do, I've become a real proponent of events that engage people to dress a certain way. Uh, I, you know, I think that on the surface of it, it might sound a little cheesy to some people. It doesn't have to be a mandatory request of guests, but it does liven up the party and they bring it, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's sort of, not everybody will do it. Not everybody will dress in a theme, but those people who do are so into it that they bring the fun with them and they help that party come to life. So, um, like what were some of the things that you noticed that were, if anything, that that you found to be a success or uh, you had a good time looking, you know, viewing, watching, doing yourself? Well, I mean, just to speak into what you just said about encouraging that. And I think the important part about that is that the event then begins way before the event actually begins because they're thinking about planning getting excited for, and even the ones that don't dress are still thinking about 
planning for, getting excited about. Mm-hmm. So it it really does. The event might not be till Saturday, but two weeks prior, they're already in event mode. They're already looking forward to it. You are so right about that. And I, I had even forgotten that I got two calls from people that were coming to this event. And both of them were from ladies who are married wanting to know where I was going to shop for the event. And one of them actually said at the end of this text, she said, oh, what am I thinking? You probably have everything in your closet. So then I had to, and this was probably within two weeks of the event. You're, you're, you're exactly right. They were thinking about what are we going to do and how are we going to dress? And may I say that everyone who did dress looked fantastic. There was one woman who came, I can't even tell you her name now, but she was seated with a table of women uh, right under one of the screens on uh, house right. Yep. She won yeah. the award. <laughs> she was <laughs> because our MC uh, Clint, who hands down is the best auctioneer MC that I've ever seen. He is just so incredibly gracious and funny and warm and he's terrific right so he announces this couple as Sonny and Cher and gives them a prize for the best dressed (laughs) meanwhile they really were not Sonny and Cher and I think they were sort of uh surprised but the Sonny who was was not Sonny no but the mustache (laughs) It wasn't just painted on mustache, right? It was just, I think it was just like eyeliner mustache, right? I didn't get it. So it was like a Charlie Chaplin mustache that was just pasted on her face, right? It wasn't real. It was one of those like plastic ones that you paste on and it has, you know, the little hairs, but it was, (laughs) it was just enormous for her small little face and her little body. And I honestly, that was it. There really wasn't much more to what she, she was dressed like a man, but that was it. But it was so funny. I it just couldn't, it was- every time I looked at her, I, I couldn't stop from, from giggling. It was just, just the sight of her. And Clint came up to me. I just adore him. First of all, I have to tell you, I was over at the bar and the bartender sought me out because he wanted to know about him. He's like, that guy's fantastic. He's so wonderful. I mean, you know, everybody raves about him. And as you said, he's just a delightful, delightful human being. If any guy would have a right to be a diva and he's not, he's so Mm -hmm. easygoing and so incredibly easy to work with. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, do we have any, you know, he goes, what, what are, what are, what are we basing best dress on? What are we doing? I said, you're deciding. <laughs> and he did. I think, you know, I trust you just go, just have fun. It's all good. And he did. And he picked exactly who I think both you and I would have picked and, you know, very funny. Yeah. And it was a throwaway anyway, the whole idea of that was not to make a big deal of, you know, a contest. And I think that embarrasses people. So I thought, you know, we'll just announce someone and it'll be fun. Nobody even knows we're doing this. So they'll get a bottle of champagne or uh, I believe that's what it was at their table and they'll enjoy the night. And so, you know, a little surprise. 
right? Yes. And you, you don't want to make a big thing of a contest. I don't believe unless you have people that really get into that and you know, your audience, uh, I think other, you know, people, uh, the surprise a just adds to the evening and it's less stress on people, you know, and it will turn some people, you know, it'll make them not wear a costume if they know there's a contest because they don't want to be in a contest. They just want to have fun. So anyway, some things to think about. It really was a great night. We raised more money for Homestart than I believe we ever have before. And we had a terrific team uh, of volunteers on the committee. Uh, it was really, and people were ready to celebrate. We had a great band. Now that we did have some sound issues, uh, and even in the beginning of the evening with the band, there were some sound issues. It wasn't really, you know, tight, but it got tighter. And, um, you know, I felt a little bit like, oh, everybody's coming together for the first time at this event, even the band, like it has been that long. Um, I could And be the cool yeah. thing, because you asked me what was something I really paid attention. As soon as those doors opened... And the band, you know, was on their downbeat and they were playing. Everybody was up dancing. I mean, people, the evening, that portion of the evening was just starting. Nobody was waiting to dance. They were up there dancing. Absolutely. And I haven't seen that in, mm -mm. I can't tell you how long. Uh, it sometimes happens at weddings, but I haven't seen it in that people just come right into the room, like the band so much, they right, they go right to the dance floor and you actually have to sort of bring it down to get them to their tables because they're ready to just party. Yeah, and they stayed too. People stayed, you know, for the most part, longer than they normally would. And, um, you know, we had fun. We had the trivia, which was a terrific ad. We had um, some great client stories. Uh, we, we had a probably again, uh, you know, every year we have a client story, but this year we had the most remarkably articulate client story that we have ever had. And it floored everyone in that room. That young lady is going to be invited to join the board of directors. I think I'm going to make that suggestion because we normally have a client on the board. And she is a client who now works for the organization. And she is the perfect fit for, I think, our board. Uh, it's just a great way to interact with, with um, the organization on a different level, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, enough of that. Enough, enough, enough. There's so much more to talk about. Enough. We'll hold off because we have, we have some great guests today. Yes, Powerhouses. Yes. That's just what I was going to say. We have two of them. And I just want to say before you introduce them that everyone on today's call has a first name that begins with the letter A. Yes. Yes. Do I get double points because I'm an AA? You might, yeah. You're, and we, you're, I said the double A last time and had to rescind that because it has a whole different connotation. You, you get to be in the front of the line. Okay, well, that's, yeah. And then yeah. I'm that's either first or last, either depending on which is the order. That's okay. right. <laughs> All right, so like as you said, we have two powerhouse women and we have the amazing Annie Ravel. Annie is a fellow San Diego native. <laughs> Go San Diegans. 
She's uh, She has over 30 years of experience in entertainment and event production. She is a CSEP and founder of Ravel Productions. She also provides, a I, and I didn't know this about her, a whole bunch of freelance services, one of which includes advising and teaching for the SDSU Global Campus MEM Certificate Program. So, and this, another thing I just found out that I really love, her trademarked Ravel Productions tagline, taking fun seriously. And she does. And she does. She's a hoot and a half. We also have uh, Annette Gregg, I believe, back with us, right? And um, Annette is the Chief Revenue Officer for Meeting Professionals International. She's also an instructor for the MEM program at SDSU. She's taught in the certificate program for over 25, or I believe 25 years, and was the program advisor for 15. So please, let's welcome Annie and Annette. Hello, Annie and Annette. And Annette. Hi, everybody. There Hello. we go. Hello. Hi. It's nice to see you again. Oh, you too. It's hey, we're a, not on camera, right? Because I'm in like a tank top and, you know. Oh, no. Right. I, I'm not on camera. Up. Oh. <laughs> you did. You're, you're floofy, Annie. You're floofy. I'm wearing a ball gown. You just can't see it. <laughs> so I am I. I know. It looks great. All right, we Thank need to you. see who's wearing the highest stilettos. That's, that's our competition for the day. That's I know, never you me, ever. You win. Ever. <laughs> you win. No, no. That'll be Anthony. No, I wish I could say that would be me, but I I can't. I try. I tried. You just, I did, of course. I think, look it. I think most <laughs> men it. want to try at least once to see what that feels like. So... I'm there are probably some men who would say no way. <laughs> but they're but the I'm ones not so sure. They're the ones who will wear the highest heels. That's right. Probably That's right. right. San Diego used to have a a, a red heels uh run event or walk event. Oh, or or a crazy. high heel walk <gasps> event. I think it was not red heels, but yeah. That just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's, 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 and, and guys would do it. You know, they'd strap <laughs> them on and walk. I, I, will, I will tell you the first time I wore heels on an event was the last time. Yeah, exactly, Annie. Nothing that's, that's, you make that, that sounds mistake like once. Sage advice, exactly. <laughs> I do have to say though, nothing tops a look more than Anthony's look as Uncle Sam in what were they, five, six inch platforms? They were six inch platforms. They were literally this high. Okay, I, had to, I had to learn how to walk in them. <laughs> and a top hat. And uh-huh, and a top hat. I was literally seven <laughs> feet tall in that outfit. That's awesome. I was next to him. And you know, I just wanted to say thank you for that introduction. I stepped on to the uh, flight deck of the USS Midway from a helicopter years before Tom Cruise. Oh, cool. So well, I did an there. event at the hotel he was staying in. So I beat oh. him. Nice. Did you tower over him? Um, no, I, I'm not a, a really favorite, but I sure would have fawned all over him and gotten his autograph and <laughs> bugged him. <laughs> yeah, he certainly has staying power, right? It's, Talk yeah. about but stop, but talk about staying power. 30 years, there Annie, 30, 30 years. Beautiful. Uh, what wasn't said was that you were 
the first CSCP in San Diego, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I think among the founding members of the what was then ISIS, now ILEA chapter in yeah, I was San Diego. The first president for three years. And the first president for El Presidente for three years. La Presidenta. And La I had been in the ta. industry all of, I think, a week. I said, this sounds like fun. I'm you, gonna- you liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you are, because I know that you were in the industry before that, because I met you before that. It wasn't me. It was my evil twin. Oh, yeah. Oh, she <laughs> was evil. Colette Dubois. Yeah. <laughs> Annette, can it be that long that the SDSU certificate program has been in existence? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, always interesting trying to figure the timeline out backwards. But what I remember is that I joined, I started teaching in the program in the mid nineties. The founding uh, advisor was Terry Brining working with the, um, with Carl Winston back then to form this together. I think Carl was involved in the early stages and Terry got me, uh, she recruited me. And by the time I joined the mid nineties, it had already been going a few years. So I think one of the most special parts about this program, the meeting and event planning certificate program on SDSU's global campus, is that it is the longest running program for global campus. Not only that, but it really, it's the only one that's really stood, uh, held the test of time for San Diego in general and all the universities. It's the yes. longest running one. A lot of them haven't made it and San Diego State never lost a year, even during the pandemic. Are there even really that, many other in the country that have that well power. I, mean, I know that um george washington had a program early on yeah you know here's the deal i think there's there's two ways to go there's the undergraduate and the graduate degree where you actually get your degree and there are right. plenty of those so you'd probably get you've heard of the htm you know san diego state has a really robust program there it's either hospitality and tourism management sometimes it's under a recreation degree or some have just really evolved and it's truly a meeting and event planning degree. But this certificate program, it's hard to know. These are usually found in the professional studies or the extended studies uh, part of campuses. And they're, again, non-degree programs. So anybody at any time in their career can take these these programs. And that's the beauty of it. So I don't really know how many of these exist. I know that uh, some of the other Cal State schools have them for sure, because Terry uh, was also involved in Cal State Long Beach we taught simultaneously for those two programs, mm. Cal State, Dominguez Hills. There's some other ones around. But I can say we're the only one in San Diego County. Yeah. Did the other ones all go away, huh? Yes. They wow. are. Well, at least the, the one that I was affiliated with is, is gone now. Yeah. And I know that Nicole Matthews would teach at another uh, campus. And yeah. I don't think she's doing that any longer either. Gross, yeah. you're, the, gross you're the best. The best, the longest. And so let's talk about the curriculum because it's a really diverse curriculum. It's Mm -hmm. geared towards, first of all, there's the core, right? Which is geared towards the actual uh, discipline of planning. But then there are these electives that you can choose that help to sort of round out what it is you're most interested in, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's quite well uh, put together, curated. So talk about it a little bit, would you? The well, approach you took? I, I can say that with the instructors that we have, and they have been 
around longer than a lot of our students have been you know alive but you know collectively we have over well over 100 hours of or 100 years of experience between all of the instructors and um we do have a website which is the i don't know can we post it yeah okay um and uh so you can see anthony's number one there but um we have some great instructors and they we are constantly current and especially was very really tested when with covid you know as far as uh, being able to pivot to virtual um so we're we are just so proud of the great um instructors that we have for this program and everyone and you can everybody's nodding their head you can't see it on the podcast but um none of us would be where we are without mentors and you know people helping us along the way so the experienced instructors that we have are very passionate about it very ready to give back not only during the course during the program but long after um so we are just so honored to be able to mentor and bring in the new the new uh what would you call it regime the yes. next generation yes, the, the next, next generation, generation. And- and Annie, I think you're right. I think that's one of the core differences between a degree program and a program like this, which is for the adult learner, is that the teachers, the instructors are, are in the business. And a lot of times, maybe with an undergrad degree, you're coming at it from an academic approach, maybe the instructors there, but these are practitioners. These are people with long history of actually doing the work that they're teaching about. So it's just a completely different approach. And to Annie's point, Every one of these instructors spends extra time outside the classroom really guiding these people. They aren't always young students. Sometimes they're mid-career and they're trying to pivot and get into meetings and events and they've been a lifelong lawyer or something else and they don't know where to start. It's a very complicated ecosystem, the business events ecosystem. So I really hand it to the instructors. They're doing this just purely out of the love of the game and they want to support people that are interested in the business and they do a lot of mentoring on the side. you know, as a uh, as a transplant from Miami, uh, long, long, long time ago, uh, one of the things that I found most beautiful about the city of San Diego is the community that we have here, and that holds entirely true to the community of event and meeting managers and planners that we have here. Mm-hmm. Not only are we a community, uh, but we are. There is a an. Uh, a high level of standard here. People mm-hmm. are interested in doing only their best work. And so you get that advantage too, to have not only a community of people around you, but a community that will teach you best practices, the right way to do things based on their wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the business, which is all based on wanting to do the best they can. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted to go back to and talk about the curriculum, Anthony, because I think Please. it lends right into that. So from the beginning, the the course was engineered in a way that you you're going to get the nuts and bolts. You're going to go those those core classes, which really we feel as both I was the former program advisor, the the role that Annie's playing now, and what I learned from my mentor at the time, Terry Brining. You know, there are these these eight to ten core courses that are every meeting and event professional needs whether it's budgeting, how to negotiate contracts, really these great tactical uh, modules. And then 
you can customize the program based on your individual um, interests. So if you want to go into weddings, that's great. We got a, a thing for you there. If you want to go into nonprofit events, we have a course for you there. So um, we have a few other courses that you can add on de depending on what trade shows, for example. And then we change those up as, as society changes and as this events world evolves, we add more technology or more experience design. And so we kind of ebb and flow, we added security modules in when uh, we were facing a lot of um, security issues in large events. So about five, 10 years ago, we added security. So we try to keep it fresh that way. We always try to every few years review the content. What can we change out? What needs to be sunsetted and what needs to be added new? Like I'm sure uh, now there's the event platform, you know, virtual event platform courses, making sure we're touching on that. How do you hold a hybrid and virtual event? Things like that. Exactly. And also to your point, you've got in the electives field, you've got starting your own business, mm -hmm. but then you also have uh, effective networking and resumes. Who teaches so, that? I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> but, there, but there you have it. That, so there you have electives, one geared yeah. towards somebody who's really most interested in starting their own business. The other most interested in working for a business that is already doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. And you've got fundraising, which is, is that one? nonprofits and fundraising. I can't, there's only one gal that comes to mind momentarily. <laughs> no, it's not me, Anthony. Oh. I know you're. Is it? It's not you? <laughs> it's, it's the not second me. one. By the well, way, the thing is, too, that our audience, um, and Annette uh, pointed on this too, range anywhere from students just graduating or they have a, a passion, they don't know where to start, to more experience because you can always learn and keep current. And then a, a large contingency seems to be, um, I don't know, it seems to have been mostly women, but it could be everybody um, who have raised children their whole life, but they've planned every bar mitzvah or party and they've they got a passion, but they have been out of the working world for a long, long time. So mm -hmm. not only do these courses give you the basics, but I, I'm also um, a big fan of uh, you can only learn so much in a classroom and it's great, um, obviously needed, but all of us offer internships and job postings and things like that, volunteer opportunities, because you cannot recreate, you all know this, you cannot recreate what happens at an event in a classroom. You, you have to be there. So not only do you learn all these skills, plus it gives you an edge. You know, when we, way back in the olden days, when these programs were starting, nobody knew what they were as far as a certificate. So we had to market not only to clients of the benefit of hiring students, but also to students of the benefit. So that has come so full circle that yeah. it's requested on, on resumes. Yeah, you know what else I think is is super fun about that too, Annie, is back to coming full circle. So we're recently launching another uh, program with San Diego State. So my day job is, for the listeners is with Meetings Professional International, Meeting Professionals International, MPS. And we work with San Diego State on a whole bunch of stuff. So another thing we're, we're launching is what are employers looking for? Mm. And do, do our current offerings, whether it's in the global campus or in the undergrad program, do they, do they hit on it? Because employers... The, uh, we interviewed a whole bunch of top employers. They're not just looking for, do we know how to set a room up or how many, you know, how to order effective food and beverage, right? What the, what the employers are looking for in a new college grad, whether you're 22 or 42, or, is, right, or 62, right, is, right. Um, we'll call it soft skills, but they're nothing soft about them. They're really professional 
skills. So resilience, grit, self-branding, communication, business uh, writing. So all these, these kind of holistic approach, like what kind of person are you when you're showing up? It's great if you know the textbook stuff that we taught you, but if you're not the right kind of person as you're applying to my company, that's the harder stuff to teach. So the beauty of this, this certificate program not only Annie's class, which is she gets into it with the events, I mean, the resume writing and really looking for a job because she talks about how are you showing up? What is your personal brand? And then the professional development course, which we added 20 years ago. So we were way ahead of the game. Yeah, touches on all this stuff, six modules in there, self-limiting beliefs, your personal brand. How are you showing up? Um, what, how are you communicating that might be a roadblock to your effectiveness? So we have been, we have inserted that as one of the core curriculum classes a long, long time ago. Yeah. So that's another beauty of this program. It really treats uh, the whole person. Yeah, that's I love important. that you said self-limiting beliefs. I love that you guys have that in there and have had that in there for so long. It's key because we oftentimes create our own ceiling, right. you know, Absolutely, Alex. And again, it's 22, 42, or 62. We yeah. all still right. battle that. And, right. and, and here's why I, I think it's important. Uh, we are in a pressure cooker when we are doing our jobs, yeah. right? And so it's really important to know what those triggers are and how to self-maintain because that's where we spend most of our time is in yeah. a pressure cooker. Yep. So it's so important. I remember when I was a young boy in oh. this industry and people would yell at each other and there were no crackers for the entertainers who were there for 10 hours and how dare you ask? I mean, it was a different right. world back then, but um, we need it. We needed it back then. So thank you for being on the cutting edge. Okay. Thank you that, for that. Was that the turn of the century, Anthony? Or? It was even before the turn of the century. Oh, I hate bye. to say it. Well, and the good thing too is a lot of people don't know really what they want to do if they want to do weddings. And so particularly the electives, um, you could take any or all of them and mm -hmm. kind of start honing down what your, what your passion is. And so how long does it take to how long does it take to receive a certificate at SDSU if in fact that's what you'd like to do because you can also take these courses a la carte if you wish. Correct. But, you, but you, if you, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're, um, you're the guest. One I just thing is you. like protocol, like not talking over everybody, which I have yet to master. <laughs> um, but what I have to say is always so important and engaging. It is um, always. And oh, I forgot what I was going to say. See what happens. How long, how long does um, it take? Oh, so um, you can do it in six months. You know, if you really want to power through it, um, you can take up to two years. So, you know, depending on what life throws your way. So, and then yeah, the it's very doable. Correct. And the approximate cost is about $23.45 for all of this oh, wonderfulness. Okay. And you know, the other benefit too, if we're going to find some silver linings here in the last couple of years is that it's entirely online now. Uh, so that has ebbed and flowed over the years, but right now we know for sure the online version is not going away. So it's really been beautiful to actually include people from across the country. I know when I taught this last semester, I had people from Massachusetts and, you know, the other, the other coast. Uh, dialing in, it just helps broaden the discussion, broaden perspectives. We all want that diversity of thought. So that's, it's been a really nice pivot from the San Diego State program. Yeah, and it, I, it is global campus. And so my last class, I had somebody right. from Korea and Romania. 
Yes, cool. incredible. It, it is worldwide. Incredible. Oh, so that's great. It's that's about, really cool. It's about 43 hours of core instruction, which is very doable in the course of six months to two years. How many of the elective courses? Oh, 18 hours of elective courses. So approximately 60 hours of work to complete in a range of six months to two years, which is so doable. I mean, it's it is doable. so doable. And Anthony, I, here's the other thing that's beautiful about it. Cause again, I teach uh, for a master's program and this is not the way there's no assignments. There's no textbooks and there's really no grading, you know, as an instructor, we want you to show up, you got to show up and you got to be engaged, but you know, this is adult learning. So we figure if you're going to take the time and make the investment, then you're going to pay attention. So we're not going to sit here and treat you like children. We know that you're here because you want to be here. So the beautiful thing about it is that you don't have a lot of time in between the classes themselves that you have to devote to it. There's something else, too, I'd like to just mention before I forget. Um, and that, that is there probably is no better time in recent history to engage in this profession than right now. Not only economically right, because we're still in an experiential market, uh, even more so, finally, people are realizing what that actually means, it sounds like, um, but we're in this experiential market and now people are actually hungering for experience, right? So, and you can't go wrong, right? By learning the tenets of event planning and meeting planning, it's all about flow and prep and uh, decision-making. It's all those, those tactical things that you need. Uh, but now more than ever, people want events and experiences. So being able to do that. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. I, yeah, I want to ask you something because I, I, it stuck in my head. You said no grading, right? What I love about that is that you've taken the competition element away. And when you take that competition element away, you free students up to learn. Absolutely. When it's not about the grade. It's about the student. It's about yeah. the education. You're not teaching to a grade. You're not teaching to a test. Mm -hmm. And as a student, so you're not learning for a grade or learning for the test. And, and you open you, and expand. It's a lot more joy as an instructor too, because you know they're listening, they're asking better questions instead of, is this going to be on the test? Which right. is very much a question that every undergrad asks. Or <laughs> why did I get this grade? Yeah, exactly. oh. <laughs> Because you were asleep and your your right. camera was right on your right. head. Right. So, and, you could have just I, not I, drooled during your nap. You would have been right. fine. But I have to say that's not a question reserved for 20-somethings. It it's across the board. Absolutely. No matter how old you are, yeah. once you know you're going to be graded, <laughs> that becomes a priority. It's just I thing. actually think that that question that that need for the approval of the grade, I think it increases as you age because I don't know too many elementary school kids that really care, right? <laughs> and as you go up and as you continue, You're right. that that desire, that You're intensity right. increases. Right. That's interesting. Right, oh. and then there are all these other um, uh, things that come into play, you know, right. psychological things that come into play depending right. on just how old you are. And I do better than Anthony, be. I hope. <laughs> But we you should know, get off the subject of me and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that 
live events are coming back with a vengeance. And, yeah. and as we all have said, hybrid is never going to go away because you can see the benefits and the right. reach and, and in nonprofits, it has right. been astounding how they raised money during the pandemic. You know, they had much Absolutely. more of an audience. So when you strategically volunteer, which is what I teach, um, you know, you're going to just see all this stuff in action. And this might be one of your, your questions coming up, but I always get like, what, what are we, what are employers looking for? Like what, what traits should mm -hmm. you have? Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to maybe talk a little bit about that. And for me, it's like, can I count on you? It's almost that simple. Can mm -hmm. I count on you? When mm -hmm. you say you're going to do something, can you do it? And then, and this is in our industry, I've seen it for decades. Um, we have an instinct for helping out like when us newbies you know experienced people but you know the ones that just see somebody struggling trying to put up a sign and go over and help without direction it's just this i've seen this over and over this instinct that we have and that's mm -hmm. really important in this industry so yeah it's really true and i think that you see it in the students that come through the program so a lot of them kind of stumble on the program because they they really enjoy organizing events. Now, whether that is for the PTA or for their homeowners association or actually their company, it doesn't matter. They have a proclivity for good project management. They like people and they want to help. So what we're doing with this program and really all the university programs is actually making it legit. You know, we're layering on that this is absolutely a professional discipline. And it's great that you have this propensity. Let us teach you how to do it right. And even probably the most important thing, let us help you articulate why meetings and events are so important, how they help drive your business. Because we want you, we want all these people that go through our, our course, not only to get hired, but to get the raise when they deserve it, to get more headcount when they need it. And a lot of times we're still just saying, hey, did everybody have a good time? But we know from years and years of data and research that live interaction, right? Face-to-face -face interaction drives businesses forward. And we are teaching these skills how to articulate the value proposition as they go through this program. Yeah. It's, it sounds to me what you're describing is initiative. And that's what it is that I know I look for in people, you know, going just above and beyond what's asked. Uh, not because they want to, you know, make extra bonus points, but because they see a need or they recognize something yeah. on their own. Mm -hmm. And that, right. And you are describing that because those are the people that normally jump up and say, yes, I'll volunteer and run that event or handle that event. And, and it, you know, it happens organically, doesn't it? That we find, mm -hmm. you know, our compatriots out in the field who just yeah. raise their hand. Those are the people we're looking for, the ones who raise their hand. Suckers up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to your point, too, earlier, Annie, uh, Sam is yeah. an employee of mine now. Mm -hmm. He went through, I think it was the bachelor's program at SDSU. I think uh, so. Was no, Sam. he was in the, he, he, he was in. Done both. No, I know he was in the. He may have done certificate both. Certificate program. Mm -hmm. But can he, I, before you, can I just say. One thing about Sam before you say a million wonderful things, I'll tell you about Sam. Uh, I was working at Girl Scouts full time at the time. It was pouring rain. Yes, it was. And I had a little meeting. I mean, it wasn't, but he wanted all the experience in the world. He rode his bike from pretty much San Diego State to the zoo wow. in the pouring rain to help me set up like a little meeting. Those things you don't forget. 
which yeah, is not amazing. only a long ride, but it's an unsafe ride too. It's mm -hmm. not the, there's, there was no yeah. bike path at the oh, time. Yeah. I love that story because I think it shows. So back to your point about initiative, um, this profession is not for people that don't like to take um, to take the responsibility for something that needs to get done. You know, it's very much a behind the scenes profession and that's okay because we're here. We're, it's all about the keynote speaker up on stage or the CEO that's on stage. We're making sure that person's mic is working and the people are fed and everything else. In the end, the buck stops with us. You know, and there's a lot of power in that and there's a lot of intimidation in that and stress and everything else. But that's the other part of like that ownership. So taking the initiative, owning it till completion, accountability. Right? Those are course accountability. Things. Yes. That's also something that didn't exist way back when either. So yeah. it's thank oh. you for mentioning it. <laughs> when I started my business, somebody gave me great advice and he said, maybe it was you, Anthony. I don't doubt I mean, it. That's one thing I can tell you is you're going to F up. You're going to. Mm, mm, mm. And what makes you a pro is how you handle it. Mm -hmm. So I find a lot of people like you, you're afraid to own it. Well, it's much more professional and it goes a long way. You say, you're, you know what? I dropped the ball. I did this. I'm sorry. Let's fix it. Then I will do whatever yeah. I can. Yes. And in, and in, in today's world, that will actually help you keep a client. Yeah. faster than you'll lose the it client, will. you know, yeah. and yep. people are looking for that kind of authenticity and honor yeah, because it doesn't seem to exist. So I, we don't teach honor, but it's just, it's, it's implicit that it should be part of what you do and everything you do. Mm. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear this because it also helps us. It helps to elevate the level of expertise in our community, in our industry. And that only helps the industry yes. uh, because it isn't easy what we do. It doesn't happen <laughs> overnight. And, you know, I'm a theater guy. I was raised in the theater. So is Alex. And I didn't have an appreciation for what we pull off in our world until 20 years into it when I realized, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you know, when I was in the theater, we rehearsed something for three weeks. Then we had a week of tech. That meant you, yeah. you were in the theater for 10 to 12 hours till they teched everything. So that on opening night, it was just perfect. And then you had to run to work out all the kinks. Yeah. We have one night and maybe yeah. a day to make it all happen and then tear it's it down. True. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. And when you think about some of the most important gatherings of our time, right? Long before our time, the signing of the Declaration of Independence or, or the signing in of every new, the inauguration when a president gets on, uh, indoctrinated in the office, the Super Bowl halftime show, South by Southwest, Coachella. I mean, uh -huh. these, are all, these are all our people. That are planning yes. these things. These are not just coming together by from from somebody over in sales and getting marketing together. This is an event professional and a team of thousands of people that put this stuff together. And and I think the more that people understand that, again, the more that they're going to come to programs like ours and say, actually, I need a little bit more training because right. I've got to plan all these meetings as an event coordinator, and I don't really know what I'm doing. So so uh, we know that a lot of a lot of event and meeting professionals aren't even called that for their jobs. They're called marketing coordinator or right. executive assistant. Right. And we also really cater to those people. We can get you the training you need. Right. Right. That's true. Thank you for mentioning that because it's so true. Mm -hmm. and so one more, one more thing about honor, yes. just real quick. Anywhere you are is a small town. Yeah. So re remember right. that. Treat people with kindness and respect. You never well, do it anyway, but yeah. you yes. never know who's going to be your next client or or something. Yeah. So 
it's or a where your career lookout. is where your career is going right yeah. i mean yeah. i think annie you're a really good example of this you've been around for 30 years god bless you as you said you admit i don't know why you admit that but god bless you no i'm kidding and so you've been around a long time and now in this this stage of your career you've decided to freelance yeah and you're finding that you are getting work love it yes and okay. there's more of a market for that now more than yes. ever because the pandemic really this is the yep. you know yes. silver lining forced people to really look at their lives yes. and, and and happiness and um so yeah but, i just kind of before you it. but before you even go there let me just say the reason why i'm saying this you okay. have honor and you have accountability yeah. and that is the only reason why 30 years into this industry in this city by the way one city hmm. you are getting work from from people that were peers of yours at one point maybe vendors of yours at, at one point mm -hmm. only because of that Thank otherwise you. absolutely it's a you're a, you are a role model in that in that essence Aww. absolutely your, your yeah. reputation you you earned it and it has followed you all these years and now it's resulting in business for you absolutely and i'll tell you what drives me and always has driven me is is fun and play i mean mm -hmm. this is hard work there's no and i've shed many many tears and had many timeouts for myself <laughs> but it is a fun business agreed people are so crazy you have to be a little yeah. crazy um yeah so yeah. I you know what drives me in my life has always been in what you know not the money <laughs> what how do I want to spend my time how do I want to spend my life I've had different careers maybe three big ones this mm -hmm. one has lasted 30 over 30 years because there's yeah. so many avenues you can go but there um, are it is it's it, true it's a wonderful profession. I mean, I mean, can I just say something to you? Because you you said about, you know, whether if it was Anthony who said that, be ready to, right? And there's such a freedom when you're given that gift, when you're given that gift of wisdom, because we are going to, we are going to make a mistake. And when you know, and you're set, you're told, okay, this is going to happen. Now just handle it, deal with it, apologize, make it right. There's, there's a little bit of relief or I think a lot of relief in it because you know what you need to do to make it right. But you also know that at some point you are only human. We are all mm -hmm. only human. We are all going to yeah. make mistakes. It's yeah. the mistake isn't the important thing. It's how you rectify. It's how you yeah. handle it. And if we teach people that there's, it, it, it makes it so much easier. Plus, as another reason to really um, form these relationships, and I've known Anthony, I don't know how long I've known you, Annette, long, but uh, almost as long years, as yeah. Anthony. Yeah, you know, the, the thing too about owning this, I, I'll just call it how you balance the stress, because the stress is always going to be there in our profession, and the mistakes are going to be made. And I think too, as we are now the leaders in this field, and the next generations coming in, we have to help model that behavior yes. because in the end no one's dying right no one's dying here this is not brain surgery if if we if we don't conduct ourselves with grace and courtesy because the speaker is late or whatever then that's a shame on us because i don't want to scare away the next generation of meeting and event professionals because it's not 
the most, uh, you know, stress-free job. Right, it doesn't right. pay sometimes what you could make in a sales job or something else. We know it's wonderful because we've had a long run here, but I'm trying to convince my 22-year-old son why he should be excited about being in this field. And he did just get a job in our industry, which is okay. wonderful. Um, that he got a yeah. job. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I see. I can hear the con. I can hear the, the subtext. Yes. Uh, yeah. Subtext. Well, yes, but you know, you. we got to speak their language, right? Because every 22 year old wants to plan Coachella. That's okay. If that's right. why he's into this industry, because he loves those, that, that's fine. He someday may be planning some board meetings and everything else, just like we did. But right now, that's the production size where he wants to be. But whatever the next generation is looking for, this industry has it for them. It is so diverse. We just mm -hmm. have to tell those stories, get them away in. And I am a good example of that because I have I didn't intend to do this. It wasn't my goal. It wasn't what I was looking for. And I sort of landed in, found my way, and I've had such tremendous experiences. I've flown around the world. I've met presidents. I've met CEOs. I mean, I could never say that right. if, I, right. if I was doing what I thought I would be doing. Absolutely. Incredible experiences. Uh, and you never know where they're coming from either, right? You never know to the point of honor and integrity and taking accountability. You just never ever know yeah. annette annie when we met the first time uh, how many years ago did we ever think we'd be having this conversation today you know it's just it's, true. it's remarkable it really is yeah. so um we've talked a lot about this program and why it's important it's online right we talked about mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna open a can of worms i hope you don't mind is there any talk about going back uh, live and what happens to the online audience if we fa in fact do that? Well, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know there are there is a strong desire to, uh, and a lot of instructors prefer in person. So it's never been off the table, especially now. Um, so there are conversations and challenges mm -hmm. of how to capture both audiences. Mm -hmm. So with technology getting better and easier to do that, you know, hopefully. Don't kill me, Yvonne. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we'll be moving in that direction to be able to offer yeah. hybrid. I, I, I like that too. Yeah, but. It's an honestly, expense. Let's be honest. It's it a is. big expense. And but there I are, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I completely agree. Benefits. Yeah, there are um, options to maybe think outside the box here too, mm -hmm. like possibly having a partnership with a hotel or, you know, a venue that is an authentic Zoom room, have bring them on as a sponsor and possibly have these classes off campus. Mm -hmm. So these are all so the purpose very much in um, discussion. And there's, as you can imagine, a lot of layers to mm -hmm. go through, but they've seen the benefit over the last two years. And online, I just want to, that is what the term we're using, but Right now, it's a virtual. Um, Ravon will kill me for that too. But online is kind of a can have a different meaning. Like you, sure. you pre-record everything, so this is really a virtual. We're doing it by Zoom. But I think it, you know, any any challenge breeds opportunity. So mm -hmm. we welcome anybody on our instructor list or students to help us think this way. Well, and we have we have an instructor who has a studio. We do. And there's an enormous Vario. amount. Yeah. Yes, Vario. And there's an enormous right. amount of, of benefit in doing this on both sides. 
you know, having people in the studio and I would imagine charging something for that time. And then on the, on the uh, university side, there is the ability to monetize that not as a course, necessarily a live course, but as a virtual course that's pre-recorded yeah. for you know, a, a smaller amount perhaps for people who can't do the timer. So there's just so many ways to slice that, that it does make sure. sense. It's yeah. about it's about bureaucracy in any big university and getting, uh, yeah, getting minds to open up. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure that initially they'd like to, I, I'm sure that they would also like to keep it on campus because then there's an ownership of it. And if they can get the technology right, um, you know, they don't have to rely and spend right without any stoppage, if you will. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. no, right? We're seeing the benefit. We are a global campus. We don't want right. to lose it. I want to right. see that student in Korea over and over right. again. You so, want to be global in every sense of the word. And yeah, that that's yeah. really where we should be headed, right? Nobody's arguing that. It no. sounds like it's just a matter of yeah. tenacity and... Well, this know. is why Annette gave me the advisor position. She knew, <laughs> right? Thank you. I, I, I didn't know the timing was going to be uh, as what it was, but yes, Annie, you're the woman for the job. Right. You got this. Well, and Annette is very, very busy with the with the uh, master's uh, curriculum. And do you also teach in the bachelor's curriculum as well? No, I gave that up. Yeah, good for yeah. good for you. That's a lot. <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot of people. I love at teaching. You. I mean, gosh, we all love teaching, right? And yeah, and. You know, I don't mind teaching online. I always would rather be in the classroom with someone just because you just create this intangible connection that in, it's more spontaneous, it's more conducive to group discussion. So, um, and again, the university is grappling with this on a much higher level than just the certificate program. So they're figuring out, right, things yeah. on multiple levels. You know, but I, you have to wear pants, right? Yes, you, well, you don't have to, but you probably will want to. Kilts, um, are, kilts are okay. Yeah, kilts are fine. They're, they're, you know, it's funny, there's a certain kind of vulnerability, I think people feel when they're out of their homes, and they're in a classroom. And that also adds to the energy, because there's a little bit of excitement in being that nervous being somewhere. And so yeah. all of that helps too. And we get none of that online people are, we're not even nervous anymore to be online, uh, you know, to be doing this and, you know, not looking our best. And uh, we've just <laughs> so old news speak for yourself yeah. Anthony. i always look my best you always do look <laughs> your, you both look great i don't I care think if that was not a... that i hope none of you took <laughs> i don't okay, care Anthony. if it's just audio my hair looks great you guys <laughs> i hope i didn't offend you because that was no. the point <laughs> no, I, oh I really my goodness much. oh Love my you. goodness so wait 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 so you said her name and so who is Yvonne? And, and uh, yes. how is she important and crucial? And yeah, talk well, to Yvonne, us. And maybe Annette, you can check me on this. I think she's been in the program 12 years or so. Yeah, and she's moved up uh, uh, in her role as well, but she really is our partner to the university. Right, so she will manage all of the um, registrations and, and initial you know communications to the students the financials and things like that and answer any questions um we recently last year or so are now incorporating canvas 
which I love. It's very labor intensive to set it all up, but that gives the instructors more one-on-one with the students and emails and announcements and Q&A and all of that. So it, it, it is a tool that really just got introduced a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne you know, can answer anything about the program and the people she's hired like us. Um, but there's, something, there's something else. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt. But there's something other. There's another benefit that I don't think we all know about, and that is when you're a student at SDSU, you get the Adobe suite of products free to use while That's you're a incredible. student. That's incredible. Yes. That's like incredible. a $500 value. Those it's, products are really. Yeah. Yeah. You get Illustrator, you get uh, the wow. video program, you get the design program, cool. all of it. And you keep it for three months until after you leave the school. So it's that's a, great. That alone is worth the price. You know, I'll on. tell you what else we, we do with these students is they get to enroll in, as member uh, student members in both MPI and ILEA, International Live Events Association. So that's, at least for MPI, that's 90% discount. A $450 membership goes to $45. Oh, my Lord. $45. To join for a year. And there's more. There's more. There is Um, more. uh, AFD, Association of Fundraising Professionals, um, WIPA, Wedding something, something, something. Um, All offer student discounts. Awesome. And... um, and one thing again, again, to get unknown in this industry, besides getting your chops um, to get known, is how do you work these associations? Well, yeah. besides these student memberships, you know, work the registration table, work, you know, um, handing out raffle prizes. It's hard for people to network. It's scary. But if you give them something to do and guess what? Guess who you see when you're at the registration table? Potential. Exactly. Jobs and everybody, Everybody. right? Yep. You know, and to the to that point, it goes back to volunteering and to raising your hand and to saying I will. Uh, That's what gets you noticed, and that's what will get you a job. And I mean, to spend forty five dollars to be a member of MPI, and have all of those people at your fingertips to shake hands with and ask questions of, and every single. No, you know, there are a few bad apples. I'm not going to say we're all that tremendously fabulous, but most people would be delighted to tell you what they do and how it is they do it and how to get into it and help you along the way. There's there. The, mm-hmm. I don't think that you'll meet people that don't want to do that. And we were going to talk about Sam to that point who volunteered and volunteered and volunteered and went out of his way and uh, ended up being a an intern of mine for I think it was less than a year and uh, is now an employee of mine after so many years uh, because he made such an impression. And, uh, you know, the other thing that Sam had is the willingness to learn and to accept the fact that he doesn't always do everything right and that he's Mm -hmm. willing to take feedback. That's another sort of lost art that we all have to, you know, remind ourselves. Yeah. I, and that just takes me to the SDSU tagline, which is never stop learning. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. As long as I've been teaching, we've taught people at every stage of their career and they come with that right mindset. It's just a joy as an instructor for sure. And they get so much out of the program. And we learn from them too. Yeah. All the time. Totally. Yep. And they're, they're so much 
more up on technology. And I mean, I try to keep up. And that perspective, actually, to have a diversity of ages in the classroom really helps. It's a more robust discussion. You're just having a more diversity of thought, more life perspectives, perspectives coming into the conversation. Yeah. Is there any benefit at all to the fact that there is a bachelor's program and a master's program on the same campus? Do you think that the, the certificate program benefits from that uh, pool of knowledge at all? Well, I think there's they're natural feeders for one another. I do think that some of the certificate people that have found us through our advertising have gone on to pursue a bachelor's and gone deeper. And then vice versa, a lot of the bachelor's graduates come into their certificate program because it's a little bit more granular and hands-on than the undergrad program. Um, the master's program is about two or three years old, maybe, maybe three years old. So I'm not sure we have some, I'll tell you, there is crossover actually, because we have some master's students uh, that have ended up be, being either guest speakers or soon to be instructors for the certificate program. So there is a lot, actually a lot of uh, mm-hmm. talent base that's shared. That is true, actually. Yeah. Can I also that say is very that? true. A like you, are, Anthony. Yeah, it's like me. I didn't even like, think about myself. Yeah. See how I am. Yeah, you are. Um, but a lot of the instructors have um, guest speakers that are also yep. real you know, high profile, yep. and they're all willing to help um, help out and panels of people. So it's not just the instructor talking to you for six That's hours. Right. So it's right. A lot of engagement and a lot of kind of opening up this real world that we all live in and are willing to share it, you know, good, bad, and ugly. So the students really have a lot of, we pack a punch for them. We do, we do. I think I do too. Yeah, I think we all pack a punch, (laughs) big old punch. (laughs) Hey, because it's really, uh, it's a great program. It really is a great program. There's such passion behind it Mm -hmm. and, and the passion extends far beyond just wanting to succeed. It's about it's pe- turning people into professionals and showing them the right way to do it. And I know from the from the uh, global campus, from the um, certification uh, program, that it's it is more tactical, more practical information. Mm-hmm. So you really do get a chance to understand how things are put together and. Is there any, there are chances, there are opportunities to volunteer there, you said right already, to intern there. Are are there any, uh, within the curriculum, are there any practical experiences necessary to fulfill the certificate? Not really, right? No, no. Opportunities without making it a, a mandatory we are kicking around because, again, we want to be state-of-the-art and everything. We've um, had some initial discussions about possibly doing a, um, what's it called? Not the case study, but like what we did at Capstone, yeah. Capstone yeah. or something, yeah. which is a, really a great idea where the students actually build an event and everything that they're learning, they put into a, a binder eventually or on a disc. Um, so that's been talked about. Um and I really like that a lot. But also, um, some of the some of the things some instructors do is maybe they'll have students um, work on a sales pitch because we're selling ourselves, and, and, yep. and sales is a scary word. Mm-hmm. It is to me, but we that's what we do. So um, you know, there's opportunity to practice a pitch or practice in my class, practice an interview. Um, so 
it's scary, but it's as real as it can be. So a lot of instructors, we all do different things in our classes. Uh, that's great. Would you agree with that, Annette, that that assessment that, you know, it's a part of what we do and we have to be good at it? presenting and oh absolutely i mean that's part of that professional development course that i taught for so many years is just the ability to articulate and communicate not i don't know what the stat is but it's like 75 percent of how we communicate is nonverbal, probably even more than that so there's so many ways that that we're actually undermining our own effectiveness if we're not paying attention to how we're communicating so sometimes we get these pretty shy students and between Annie's class and, and my former class, which is that professional development, we will really try to get these folks out of their shell. So we have a lot of the, the whole, I mean, I want to, we're called instructors, but I'd say my role is much more of a facilitator. We're really trying to unlock the group knowledge that's in the room and a lot of times. So especially with the this courses like Annie and I teach. So a whole lot of hands-on discussion and then reporting out and, and kind of telling their own personal story just so they get, they own their stories. Really, really important. I like that. Thank you for that. It is important. It's so important because what we're doing is dealing with people. Yeah. Everybody's a person that we deal with. Yeah. There are no props. And there you're are... in sales. We're all in sales, and right? The power to sales. influence right. and persuade core or critical skill. So much even more critical today than it was before, because I think in the world that we're going to be living in, that we're already living in, everyone's going to need to be an earner. Everyone's going yeah. to need to show, you know, value and uh it yeah. when you have that skill you are the most valuable it's just it it the world mm -hmm. works that way at least the states work that way mm -hmm. you know uh and it is a scary word but it's it's a bigger word than it needs to be honestly it's yeah. just it's overplayed any final uh, words of wisdom, anything else you'd like to share about the program? We've said a lot, we've given them a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, if, if they don't, if they don't sign up now, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to well, say. Well, let me start Annie and then I'll let you bring it home as the advisor. But I think I would just wanted to underscore what both of you said is that now is really the time for meetings and events. And it's because COVID has taught us that we really truly humans are meant to be together and we need to be together. And, and the beauty of our role as meeting and event professionals is that we facilitate the human connection. And so it's a noble calling. You know, it's, it'll, it's always been important. We saw what it was like when we couldn't meet in person and we need to do that. And we move mountains when we get people in the same room together. So I, I just hope everybody that's listening just takes the first step, takes one class. You don't have to sign up for the whole thing. Take one class, check it out, and then just make the decision uh, little by little. Yeah. I would say dream and dream big. And um, a lot of young people think they have to decide, you know, what they want to do for the rest of their lives today. And you don't. I mean, I've made some major career changes, but the bottom line is to be as connected with yourself as possible and sit on that mountaintop somewhere in your mind <laughs> or on a mountaintop and just 
you know, how do you picture your life, your your life's work? Um, and to your son's credit, I, I think he will be a producer on Coachella one day. Mm-hmm. It's a big dream, but why yeah. not? Why not? You know? yes. so I would say, and know your strengths. You know, we're not all good with everything. <laughs> know your weaknesses. Surround yourself with yeah. people that might be better than you. It doesn't make you look bad. It makes you Great. look good. Mm-hmm. You know, Patty Roscoe, she's very, very, she, I think she brought the, degree program to stay she was my first employer luckily but one thing I admired about her she always gave credit to people and Mm -hmm. Annie on our staff did this and it just made her such a noble bigger person to do that yep and she's the same surround yourself with people who are better or better it doesn't make you look bad it makes you look good no, thank you so much. And I would just add to it that you can't go wrong learning these skills. They're applicable. Even if you decide you don't want to be a meeting planner or an event planner, these skills will come in handy no matter what it is you Good do. Point. Good point. Can I ask you a question before you wrap? I was going to add to this that I think one thing is very important is to know your core values, your own mm-hmm. personal core values to help you decide. Do you, especially Anthony, going through this program, do you think that this course, and I'm going to assume the answer is yes, but do you think this course helps you hone in on those core values and what your personal core, core values are? Well, yes, but I definitely think that it does. I think that the closer you are to your core values and you're able to live them, uh, the more authentic you are, the easier you are to be with and work with because you have a strong sense of your own sense of value. You're not looking for it from other people. And I think that this program all the way down the line helps uh, students to remember that Uh, it's key, right? Right well, thank that. you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you so much. We are the A team, Annie, <laughs> Anthony, Annette, and Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and shall, sh- there'll never be a team any better than this one. So thank Not you. Not today in this so moment. Much. That's Not right. today in this moment or yeah. even in the next Ever. moment. Thank you so much. And thank I hope you so you much. Thank you so much for everything. Eager, eager students in class. We're, we are yeah. open arms and... and Come on down. That's right. We'll see you in class. Yes. Come on down. So what are your takeaways, Miss Alex? On responsibility, ownership, balance, enjoyment of what you do. Mm -hmm. Those are my takeaways. Ah. Thank you. I think that's because everyone on the line does that, enjoys what they do. And you can see it in Annette and Annie. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've known Annie for a long time. I, she's a hoot. She's, she's, such- a hoot. she's always been the same, the same. She has always been this way. And even when it's stressful, Annie, she doesn't flinch. You know, she's still able to keep her cool and her composure and her demeanor. I don't think I've ever heard her yell or lose her lose her uh, sensibilities ever once uh, in the long time that I've known her. Um, that's how dedicated to having fun that she is. So she does bring it for sure. Uh, and I love it because it's without having to state it, she's the, she's the uh, illustration of what it is to bring joy, as you just yes. said, to a job. 
And Annette is the same way. She's, well, she's so delightful. positive. Yeah, very positive, very smart lady. I can't remember the first time that I met Annette. I think she might have been on the client side. Uh, I cannot honestly remember, but uh, she's had a long career. And Terry Brining, who she mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, who, who initiated this program, is our coach on the, on the master side. So she is still with the program. She's still involved at SESU. Carl Winston, who founded the programs, still there. So another reason to be involved now because the mm -hmm. founders are still there and the, and the brain trust that has built the program is there. Uh, Jeff Campbell uh, teaches on the, on the master's, uh, in the master's program. He was a former Burger King CEO. Uh, we have on the on the master side, we have uh, Vince LaRuffa, who is the um, director of marketing at uh, Universal Studios. So, you know, these are people who have yeah. big jobs yeah. uh, teaching and and we're learning a lot. And so uh, it's, it's right down the line. Uh, even in the certificate program, there are really good. Well great teachers. Ashley Loga is one of the instructors there. Uh, oh, Ray I didn't Panici know that. Yeah, Rachel Panici has been an instructor there. Lisa DeFino has mm -hmm. been an instructor there, actually on the bachelor side too. Uh, people that have, uh, you know, great knowledge, self-taught, because that's, that's where the knowledge came. And, you know, when we were coming up in this industry, there were no programs. So it was all about, um, using your intuition and um, filling a need. If you could. can, I just say, I know it's a little off topic, but Lisa DeFino, um, what a wonderful human being and what she did for our own Eric. Yes. Right. And how yes. she helped him so he could graduate. I miss that lady. I haven't seen her in so long. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to somebody who mentioned her, uh, who's also in the program, a florist. Um, so it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, you don't have to want to be a planner to engage. Uh, right. there's, there's benefit for those of us who are on the periphery as well. And I hope there's benefit for, for you too, sort of being on the periphery of the periphery. You're sort of on the outer ring. I'm yeah. on the inner and I'm on a ring and, you know, we're all ringing around together. Oh my God, I have so much to do. You have a lot to do. We're busy as can be. The world is opening up. People want to celebrate and that's a great thing. Um, we have to remember to keep our hearts in our chests and breathe and um, things always work out. They always work out. Just be accountable and do what you say you're going to do. Just like the ladies told us. All right, that's it. That's it. This is going to get cut anyway. Damn it, it's going on too long. <laughs> if... If you enjoyed listening to us today, please tell your friends, tell anyone, scream it, scream it from the, from the highest rooftops, if you would. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you've given us five stars, do it again. There's never any hurt just doing it again. If you're on there, just press five stars, ping, it's done. It's done. Uh, and if you have a question or concern or you'd like to leave a comment, just go to bolotta.com, B-O-L-L-O-T-T-A.com. Look for the podcast tab and leave it there. We'll be sure to uh, refer to it on the air. Okay. Uh, that's it from me. 
today. Where's the accent? Yeah, but but where is it from? I do not know. You do not know. <laughs> I do not speak French, but I can do the accent. <laughs> I can tell you in French, I do not speak French. Je ne peux pas penser. So we say, au revoir. Au revoir. Bye bye. I feel the same. Goodbye. Ciao. Sayonara. Arrivederci.